Welcome to the Film Steins, the double feature podcast. Join us as we unravel the interwoven experience of the continuous conversation of cinema. Take part in pairing movies with their cursed counterparts, movies that share DNA or even pairing questionable duos by joining our Patreon. At patreon.com slash we offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level, where the $5 tier will grant the ability to request films to further the discussion. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready to join the 100-year conversation. This is the Film Steins, where movies are more than just entertainment there and experience and welcome back to another episode of the film and steins thank you guys for joining us today i am joined today by my mean friend lucy hello everyone <laughs> you can join us every monday wednesday and friday for brand new episodes of the film and steins some recent episodes include bottoms earth mama the iron claw Perfect Days, and The Zone of Interest. Remember to leave nice comments, thoughts, and ideas over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Come subscribe for a dollar or more, $1.50. Come request a movie as well. Thank you guys for all your support. Are you stressed and filled with anxiety like I am? Maybe in a bit of pain from that car accident you had a few years ago? Well, the sponsor of today's episode, Hempville CBD, has us covered. They have the highest quality products created by chemists and doctors. Hempville carries everything from CBD to THC dispensary grade without those despicable dispensary prices. Order your Delta 8, 9, edibles, and vapes along with the THCA flower and get free shipping when you spend $50 or more at HempvilleCBD.com. Check out the link in the description for more details. But today we'll be talking about Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez's 2024 adaptation of the Mean Girls musical, Mean Girls, our first 2024 film. How about that? How about that? All for you. Thank you. You are our resident Mean Girls specialist and our resident musical specialist. So we got some crossover of your expertise. Yep. We just need to throw a shark in here and boom trifecta <laughs> I, I don't know about yeah you don't know about that. <laughs> i don't know about that well i am happy to report back that this was mostly entertaining and fun to watch i don't know if that's surprising to hear that's very surprising to hear but mean girls may have caught me on the right day at the <laughs> right time <laughs> and i i quite enjoyed it as one of the leading experts in these fields how do you feel about the 2024 mean girls yeah, overall, I thought it was very fun and very funny. Yeah, I can't compare it to its musical origin because I haven't seen that. And I, I, didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing until this movie, really. And I would hate to compare it to the original, just how classic and iconic it is, especially to people of our time. But as a standalone film, it was pretty good. I thought the performances were good. Here or there, there were some really killers and some people who actually killed the film. And the songs were pretty good. I think there were some good hits and some songs that kind of fell a little weak. But I think I especially enjoyed all the references to the OG film and just kind of how beat for beat they kept the movie alike. I have a question. Is Mean Girls 2024 made for those who love the original or is it the mean girls of today for 
middle school, high schoolers of today. And I asked that mostly because it's not a very sharp movie. It doesn't it didn't have a lot of spice and jazz. No punches were really made. So it kind of just feels very referential. I'm not extremely familiar with the original Mean Girls or and especially the musical, right? The the stage play. But it does sort of feel like it hinges on having a little bit of a touchstone in the material, I guess. Because I don't think it really stands up as being anything more than it, I guess, is what I'm kind of getting at. No, that's a good question. And I, I also was wondering if this sort of film would resonate with teens of today. Because to be honest with you, the original Mean Girls didn't resonate with me as a teenager. When I went to high school, we didn't have any of these cliques that they have in the original and even here you know I don't know maybe I know we've talked about it before but maybe I went to a school that had such a small graduating class I I don't even think we hit the 200s honestly by the end of the year we were under 200 that might be a cause of why our school wasn't very clicky you know it seemed everyone was involved in something that involved everyone so you know that movie didn't resonate for me and maybe something a little bit more modern as this, which is maybe in the halfway point, you know, the first movie came out in 2004, I graduated in 2014, and then this movie came out in 2024, so maybe at the halfway point, I thought I could relate a little bit more to this one, but with social media and everything just sparking like it did, like it is today, it's not relatable either. So hmm. I wonder if it's relatable to the high schoolers of today because you're right the first movie had the the bitchiness that this movie doesn't have like I could almost see myself being more friends with this Regina George than the other Regina George because she she looked like she was mean this girl just feels like you'd bicker all the time but not as bad yeah I'm not too familiar with the other Regina but this Regina seemed fine. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like the only problem that we didn't even see in any meaningful way was history between Regina and Janice. We just, it's very tangential problems with Regina. Regina, you know, may be the head honcho at the school, but it seems like everyone's kind of okay with that. Yeah. Like even the mathlete guy was, you know, just shrugged her off. You know, when he came over to try to give a card to to Caddy. So I'm just like, it's Regina's fine. And I was like, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I think we graduated around the time when social media started to grab kids by the balls, you know, and this drive future classes. Yeah, but I also felt like we were the pioneers of that. Yeah. And when you're pioneering, you're not dealing with the giant consequences yet of what you're doing. Like I feel a lot of kids might face today or will face. I don't know. I don't know many high school aged kids. My little brother is 20. So he's, you know, he's a bit past that. Not too much, but he's also kind of weird. So he wouldn't count. He doesn't have social media. He doesn't do anything in that realm. So it's like he almost doesn't count. He's a monk. I guess so. <laughs> I guess he is. Kind of like what you said, I don't want to compare this too much to the original, but 
this Mean Girls felt a little bit more like an ensemble where Caddy was not the really central main character. It felt like it was kind of shared between Janice and Damien as a unit, Katie and the Plastics. They were kind of all shared the spotlight in a similar fashion. Is the original more central around Katie? Yeah, the original is definitely more central around Katie. I think we get more of her thoughts and her feelings than we do here, especially since Janice and Damien aren't narrating the film. But I also feel like we get a lot more of the plastics in the original. And we get a lot of their personalities. And we didn't seem to have that here. It felt like we just got a little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah, everything was shaved down a little bit. And I'm assuming that has to happen because you have musical numbers. Yes. So we we kind of stripped all the subtext out. Right. And that that's the point of the songs. To help you feel what they're supposed to be feeling which is a point i think a lot of people are missing well i think that's the (laughs) i think that's a challenge that a lot of people face with musicals is a lot of people who like film pretend to like film whatnot that's me desire that very character thing right that comes with the all the obvious kind of bells and whistles of close-ups facial expressions body language everything and musicals kind of shatter that for the most part especially musicals that revolve around experiences like going to high school and falling in love and stuff like that. So I'm not going to blame anyone for not liking the film because it's missing the subtext because it's just like you said, there's really no room for it because that is sort of the central goal of a musical is to make that subtext into a song, right? Because songs are in themselves subtext. That's why we like music, really. Right. You're introducing a whole nother medium to now interpret in this other medium you have to interpret. So it complicates things. And I think that does in turn soften the film, like you said. But I think the musical numbers are actually pretty decent. And I think the musical video that accompanies the the numbers go hard enough that it really ultimately makes the film at least fun. And I'm curious, I mean, what was your favorite music number? Yeah, that's a bit of a hard question because I liked several of them for different reasons. So I don't think I have a favorite. Lyrically and just how it sounds, I really like the Plastics one where Regina George introduces herself. That's probably my favorite in terms of how it sounds. But I also liked how funny... The Stupid With Love song that Katie sings in her math class. I liked how funny that one was presented with her on the swing and the choir girls in the back, as my niece liked to call them. That one was hilarious. I was, I don't know why, I was so tickled by that performance and her singing that. And I think you meant you made a comment about it kind of sounding um, a little like Ingrid Michaelson type of song, which I like that you said that because that just makes it more hilarious to me. And I also like the silliness of the Apex Predator song. So it, I, I don't know. I don't think I could pick one. They, they were all pretty good. The one that was really just flat as could be and maybe should have been omitted out of the whole film was Katie's first 
song that she sang in when mm-hmm. she was in Kenya. Yeah, I think that was probably one of the weaker songs too. I also didn't really like Gretchen's little bit where she was in the closet. I was like, this is a little underbaked. This could have been better. Yes, that one was weird. It felt off. It, I wasn't mad at it, but it just felt off. It it just felt like, shoot, uh, we forgot to give Gretchen mm-hmm. some personality and some backstory, so let's just throw in the song, which could have worked if they maybe yes. did something a little bit better, but... Uh, Her and Caddy should have had a moment, and they should have had a duet or something. Yeah. That would have worked. That's what I thought was... I, that's what I thought it was building up to because she interrupted and I thought something was about to happen and then Katie was like awkwardly there when she was singing for a couple of the verses and I was just like, this is actually fucking awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I can't believe how bad that was. And it was, it was one of the more emotional songs too because she's dealing with having a shitty friend. Yeah. She's dealing with being replaced. You know, she's figuring out that, you know, maybe my friends aren't, really my friends kind of thing and so it's just it's funny how that was just totally neglected and it just heightens that softness of the film and how we didn't get any pointy gut punches yes in yes anyway definitely agreed they should have done something later on after introducing a song like that for gretchen it just seems like we forgot we gave her this internal questioning i mean on that note what is the point of the movie I was struggling to kind of figure it out other than you can be whoever you want to be or I should say embrace who you are. Is that where we're landing with this? Because it seems to be ultimately Janice's journey if I had to pick a so-called main character. And I will say Janice was probably my favorite, especially with you know her and Damien together are fun. Yeah, that's a good question and a very valid question because... The point of mean girls is mean girls. Girls that are very cruel to each other. And I feel like we don't have enough of an actual meanness from the plastics or Katie herself. But we do get that from Janice. So I I completely agree with you that we get the most character from Janice. We see her actually being mean for no reason. Or so we think. To Katie, too. And to just the world. Like, she just kind of projects a distaste for a lot of things. And she's just unhappy. And she's a complicated character in that way. Or at least internally. Yeah. She projects that really well. Because she's almost simultaneously the villain here, too. Because she sets up our, you know, so-called protagonist, who's the central perspective, more or less. Katie's an awkward individual presumably right she's coming from kenya she's homeschooled for god's sake (laughs) it's her first day and she's getting set up ultimately by janice so it's like i mean that's fun that's fun yes (laughs) but i'm like right we're the central character here is kind of the villain and i'm I'm, I'm all for it and then it really just kind of tapers off because janice then has her explosive thing of i like me for me like okay that's kind of lame, <laughs> but okay, that's cute. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite song is either. I like several songs for different reasons, just like you, but I think I like the Jungle song the best because I like Janice's songs better, I like her voice and everything a little better, 
I like seeing Regina doing her thing. That's fun. So it's a nice kind of balance of those two while also comparing high school to the jungle. Yeah. That's fun. And, you know. Inadequate. <laughs> yeah. And, and everyone's, it's it's wild. It's so chaotic and fun. And I, I think that's really kind of surprising to see out of a movie of this caliber. This is, you know, especially, I guess, of like the original Mean Girls caliber. It's, I don't think they were set out to be anything special. They just kind of really captured something in the bottle of the time. And the new Mean Girls has a kind of production flair about it that I really enjoy. Yeah, I think in the original, there's something similar with the jungle thing where Katie talks about how high school reminds her of the watering hole with animals. And we have, you know, kind of bits and pieces of students acting like animals. But I think here it was done in such a fun way by giving this a song and making a whole thing out of it. One other thing I really like about all of the musical bits, which is low-hanging fruit, I must say, but it's very neat when, you know, the movie's playing out and then the, the lights just change. The, the the color grading becomes this music video kind of aesthetic where you have everything's like, it's like the sharpness on, every, on everything is cranked up and maybe even a little bit of saturation and there's just these like these dark darks and light lights and I'm not sure how else to describe it other than just that music video look. I don't know what LUT that is, but it's so like emblematic to music videos and they just turn it on. Yeah. It's so funny. It's great. It's great. And see that that's some of the funness that this, that this movie has that I really liked. And it gives reason to why we need to make this into a movie, you know, versus a, just the stage play or the original existing mm-hmm. stuff. Like, well, this is impossible anywhere else. Right. So I think that's very neat. How did you feel about the performances from our main character, Katie, to the plastics? I think Renee Rapp killed it as Regina George. I think she did an amazing job. You know, again, I'm not comparing this to Rachel McAdams. Like, it's it's not comparable at this point. In this world, in this film, I think she did a great job. I love how we villainized her and she embraced it. And everything from the movement in her face when she's singing and just kind of smirking and, you know, being this badass bitch that she is. I, I loved it. I love that she embraced it all and she did a phenomenal job. No, I totally agree, especially with her look. You know, she just has this striking look that's a little where I wouldn't be surprised if she was a little bit of a bitch. (laughs) She's got a resting bitch face? Yeah. (laughs) Unlike, you know, it's kind of hard, I guess, to not compare on some level to the original, but like Rachel McAdams doesn't have that bitchy look. So she needs to have it in her attitude. Mm, haven't seen it in a while i can't really speak on it but i'm assuming that's the route they take a little bit more than that and here it's it is that kind of lion thing where she just needs to look at you and you're gonna look away you know you're gonna cower kind of thing and they they own that a little bit more here of course they have to good self-awareness and filmmaking because there's no subtext right there can't be all right so we're past that and so they they own that all the way so I totally agree. I think Renee Rapp is the star, performance-wise. And I think Janice and Damien's 
performances collectively are really fun. They bounce off each other really well. They feel they feel friendly with one another. There feels there's a naturalism here that I'm enjoying quite a bit, I think. And I think from a like performative, like cinematic point of view, I think I get the most out of Janice as far as like just a character, like I was kind of saying earlier. And then I guess next in line would probably be Karen, the dumb one. Yes. Would probably be her next just because she's she owned this. <laughs> she's not there's not much to her, but she owned this and I love her song too. It's a little over the top, but it works because of what it is. And I like that she sings it because of how stupid the hyper-sexualized nature of Halloween has become. I like that there's this parallel between the two. And so that's kind of fun. And then, of course, uh, Gretchen and Katie are pretty lame in similar ways. I know you mentioned Katie being kind of flat. She is, but she also at the same time kind of embodies that boring, basic-ass high schooler. So there's something kind of fun about getting that, but it's hard to watch that in real time. But my problem with that is that even in her transformation into a plastic, she's still dull as fuck. Yes, I couldn't tell other than her clothes. Yes. So that is a problem. That's a fundamental problem. Yes, I have to agree. And Gretchen, we got so little of that eh, it's hard to really get a good judge of her. And then, of course, Aaron Samuels is a nothing character. He's a waste of fucking space in this movie. And I hate that because we could have made him a little bit more charismatic. We could have given him a reason why we all want to love Aaron Samuels. Why are Katie and Regina fighting over him? Are they even fighting? I can hardly tell. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess part of it is that's girl code. No matter what he looks like, no matter who he is, girl code is you don't fuck with someone's ex-boyfriend. So yeah, okay, maybe we didn't need to give him a reason, but that would have been nice to see a little bit more out of him outside from just whispering to Katie during class, dumb answers. We needed a little bit more from Aaron Samuels. Not to mention we needed... A hotter Aaron Samuels. <laughs> but, you Got know, him. beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, each his own. No, I completely agree with what you said, ex- especially uh, Damien and Janice's characters. I love their chemistry together. I love just the being stupid with your best friend and high school energy they give. I mean... Damien's got these like really quick remarks to whatever Janice says and he's just a really funny character. I mean, I also like Damien in the original Mean Girls a lot too. He's really funny and we get, I feel like he gets a little bit more lines in the original for him to have those quick remarks. But here he says them even when the camera's not on him, especially in that, um, plastics introduction song when the lights go off and everyone's getting scared because regina's coming and you hear him say in the back something like don't look her right in the eye or something like that and it's just it's just so funny because here's a great example of okay you don't have that much screen time they took away a lot of your lines because now we're adding songs but you can still have your fucking personality 
screaming from the other side of the room. So I really like that. But as far as Katie's character, they I I believe that she wasn't cast correctly. You have your characters that have to give off this energy at other points of the film, if not the entire film, like the romance movie with Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney's not a romance character. She doesn't play your girl next door, fall in love with character. She's your hot girl. She's you. She's perfect in Euphoria. I don't even know if she's that. She's too sad looking. Okay, yeah. She's like something very specific. Yes, I can see that. So I feel like that was a problem here with Katie, especially during her transformation. I hate to compare her to Lindsay Lohan, but how could Lindsay Lohan play such a boring looking girl to turning into a hot plastic at the end of it? And she didn't She didn't do that. Maybe there wasn't enough time for the transformation that we just went boom, boom, but then we didn't get the attitude. We didn't get the performance piece, which is okay. Again, yeah. musical, but... We lost something in the translation. Exactly, but okay, at least make her look... Like a bombshell. Give her... Yeah. She had the same hair. Yeah. She would look like she was wearing clothes from the first one. Like, <laughs> she looked terrible. Come on. You know, at least make her a mini... Regina, like Aaron Samuels said, you know, she wasn't actually. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. What? You're not actually a clone or whatever he said of Regina. But I wish you were. So it was it was kind of a it was it was a miss. I don't know what that was. That because it's more than just her performance, it feels like a direction problem. So it's it's a little funny. It's and it's also kind of funny to see her in Spider Man, the Tom Holland Spider Man's as one of the like newscasters on your school television or whatever you want to call that. Yeah. Your anchors. I'm not I don't whatever. And I can see Katie in that. <laughs> I just see the flatness, the grayness, the dryness in how she talks. It's I'm just like, this feels like it could take place in the same universe even. You feel like the same character. No, I I totally agree with you there. She's almost like she's only casted for this specific type of character. Real quick though, I do like that we brought back Tina Fey and Tim Meadows as the principal and the teacher. And I absolutely love that because that's such a trope with teachers that years later, they're still working at the same school. They're still teaching math. They're still there. I mean, I was surprised with how many teachers were still there when my little brother graduated from high school and we're 10 years apart. So I kind of like that little play on teacher roles. It's awesome. It's so funny because I don't, why is that surprising? You know, why is it surprising people have careers? The, I guess the turnover rate at a school is not very high. I guess like so. Like a factory or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's hilarious and I loved it. I didn't know Mean Girls was originally an adaptation from a book i mean of course it is but yeah that's funny you say that because the book itself is like a parent guide for raising girls in society and we kind of turned it into this teen drama which is awesome can't wait to turn some of the self-help books that we have today into movies in the future 
and to comedies. Nothing's off limits. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's off limits. Yeah, and I like how people keep saying that this is an adaptation of a musical from an adaptation of a movie from an adaptation of a book. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I bet the original author is like low-key annoyed <laughs> about these three adaptations because it totally loses sight of its original intent probably yes. i don't know i guess but it this, these are not self-help movies <laughs> these are, that's funny leave it to hollywood leave it the tina fey one of my favorite scenes in the movie besides katie swinging on the swing behind aaron samuels in my class that image will never erase from my mind. It was so hilarious. Besides that, my favorite scene was when Damien was telling Katie the story of what Regina did to Janice and thus Janice setting her backpack on fire. And when he was telling her the story, he pulls out these dolls. And it, it cracked me up because, first of all, why do you have those dolls there ready, you know? And I absolutely love that when he pulls out Regina, Regina's doll version, it's a Bratz doll and it's Chloe and it killed me. But then it further killed me when he pulled out like a Dora looking doll to represent Janice. Oh my God, that was hilarious. That was, that was good. That was good. I really like that. I don't even know who they put out to represent anyone else, but. <laughs> it killed me and like i said in the beginning i really like some of the elements we kept from the original i would have liked to see one joke that was made from the original that is hilarious and i think it's so iconic to this film like the wearing pink on wednesdays and october 23rd or whatever date that is and the limit does not exist in the original, there's this scene when Katie first gets introduced to the plastics. Karen says, if you're from Africa, why aren't you black? And that's hilarious. And I don't know why they didn't keep that here. I wish they would have kept that. That would be, that would have been funny. That's like as iconic, I think, as the rest of them. Yeah, that would have been pretty good. I don't remember that from the original. Because it's something like my stupid ass would have thought too. You're from Africa? Yeah, I mean, that's... How a lot of dumbass high schoolers would think. Yeah, exactly. How did you feel about the pacing of the movie? It's a little bit of a problem. And that is because it is a musical. We lose some of the character arcs. And so when Katie is brought into the fold of the plastics, things just accelerate like crazy. you know. And then it's basically a montage of her fame growing. And we lose the whole transition. And that probably should have been handled with another musical number where she literally changed in the music video. That would have probably run that home a little harder instead of through this social media lens like TikTok or Instagram or whatever. We got a little lost, I guess, in the modernity of it. Yeah, I saw someone comment on YouTube saying that they had to adapt this film to teens of today that are so, you know, ADHD that they need something fast-paced, which I thought it won. It was hilarious, but it really is just that musical element that you need to fully embrace, really, at this point. 
it's actually hilarious that you say that because maybe kids today are so dumb that they can't read into the subtext. So Damn. they need the musical. <laughs> you said it. I'm just completing the thought. Thank you for completing my thought. But no, I thought I thought this was a great movie. I, I, I loved it. I was not surprised by how much I loved it just because it is what it is. And it's a fun musical. It's a very fun musical. I guess if you're not into musicals, you're just not going to enjoy something like this, which is a shame, I say. That's awesome. I'm glad you liked this movie. I'm glad you finally got to see it. We waited a minute. I'm happy I saw it. It's a fun watch. It's nothing to tell your film bros about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. Get over yourself. Yeah, I have Regina songs stuck in my head on repeat. I'll just go around singing, I am Regina George. And I'm a big deal. And I'm a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Thank you for watching this movie with me, too. And thank you for talking about it with me. You're welcome. Do you have a budget for me here today? I do. My budget guess is $50 million. I had no idea. This looked like a lot. I'm not sure how much money musicals cost. For some reason, I think they cost more. But I don't know. It seemed like it'd be a lot of hard work. If I had to guess, yeah, musicals probably on average cost a little bit more than your typical analog film, whatever that might be, your typical horror, whatever. And yeah, this movie is actually pretty expensive. I'm a little surprised. But it's not $50 million. It is $36 million. Oh. I would have thought this would have been more of like a $25 million movie, but I uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know about these musicals. But it went on to make $103.5 million. Yes. I think it's still at the movies. Yes. So it's still making nickels and dimes here and there. But yeah, that is that's awesome. Congratulations. That is a wild success i would imagine for them what they were probably expecting i don't think they were thinking this was gonna you know be a wonka kind of oriented film mm -hmm. which wonka did pretty well too good by the end of it all good 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 i'm happy i'm happy to hear that especially with all the negative comments the haters that the colored purple got oh, i thought you're gonna say about timothy chalamet's performance Who's criticizing Timothy oh, Chalamet? Man. People were. They need to shut up. It's funny because I don't know if you can totally champion Timothy Chalamet's Wonka performance. Like it's like not the greatest thing, but it's it's good. It's good enough at the very least. I don't. It's not bad. People are kind of shitting on it. It's not bad. Get over yourself. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> and apparently, over on Letterbox with three hundred and five thousand people, nice sample of folks. They're weighing in at a 2.8. 2.8? I'm, I'm really surprised, okay. actually, how low it is. I would guess a 3.1. Not that far off, but I would, you know, based off of the internet, based off of how Letterboxd likes movies with high schoolers in them and gay people in them. Yeah, and it's it's like like a GPA, too, almost. You know, if you say 3.9 versus a 4.0... One sounds fancier than the other. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Film of Steins. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember, we post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on patreon.com slash Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. Remember to leave nice comments, thoughts, and ideas. Go request a movie. Come subscribe. We appreciate all the support. Thank you guys very, very much. But until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Filmistine. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed the discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash And follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching, keep loving the magic of movies. This is The Filmistines, signing off. Wait, I didn't say bye bye.